This is Peter. And this is Tom. And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right. This is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Fresco, and welcome back to the show. Hello. I don't know what inspired this, actually. but well, I think yeah. it was some of um, what we did a couple of weeks ago, and we were looking at some of the misconceptions on in history one yes. that was popping up a lot but one that we thought we could actually do a podcast ourselves about in a little more detail and that is the legend the story the history the background of uh, pocahontas yes the real pocahontas the real pocahontas or technically not even pocahontas because her real name was not pocahontas her real name is Madawaka. or or otherwise that was her birth name but she was, was mostly yeah. known as amante Amante. Yes. And out of that, somehow they got Pocahontas. Well, it's because Pocahontas, I guess we'll get into a little bit. Pocahontas meant like um, little little troublemaker, um, things like that. Like little, yeah, it was a nickname, right? Yep. It, it was more of a nickname for her. And I read also a lot of the um, her tribe, they, almost, they believed that if the British knew her real name, that bad things would happen to her. So that's why they purposely didn't want them to know her real name. Because if they knew, could speak her true name, then... Um, Negative things would happen to her, which kind of unfortunately happened anyway. Yep. So Matawaka, or as her nickname, um, Pocahontas, which literally they translates, they say, to playful one or like ill-behaved child. So Pocahontas becomes famous uh, essentially through, you know, there's a few characters in this story, and some of them don't pop up until the sequel in the Disney cartoon. <laughs> so, yes. uh, you know, I always tell my students, watch Pocahontas 2. And they're like, there's Pocahontas 2. And I'm like, yes, it's all wrong, but watch it anyway. Oh, it is um, so historically wrong. <laughs> so historically accurate. I mean, so, also suppose, I mean, to be fair, they are Disney movies. So I'm not sure how historically accurate they're. These movies. You're right. And, and, and we'll get into it. Well, I guess we'll do a little bit of background, talk about it. We'll get into the movies that came out, what, 95 and 97, yeah. I think, or 98. But they're also Disney movies. And they were praised at the time for some good things, but there was still a lot of um, neg- you know, negativity mis- associated with that, a lot of criticisms stuff, yeah. because of what they did and how they changed the story. Because because they're so popular, because those Disney movies are still on with Disney Plus and everything, a lot of people just you know take those things as fact. And when you see these historical movies, even though this one is not really meant to be a historical movie, they're not they're not fact. But I saw a lot of that. This I guess it was made for a TV movie called Pocahontas: The Legend, which also came out in like 1995. And it yeah. basically was like a live action version of the, of the Disney movie. And it just, it's nothing but just like made up, <laughs> just gibberish. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, okay. They're like, so, yeah, uh, some hours in a, in a piece people. I was going to say, it looks good on a sticker. Um, so a Pocahontas, story of Pocahontas really has a, a few characters in it. So the main characters of this story are obviously Pocahontas, um, as well as Powhatan, which is her father. Um, Chief Powhatan, and also you have John Smith and you have John Rolfe. And I think the biggest, you know, the setting of this story is the colony of Jamestown in Virginia, one of the first, if not the first colony, well, Roanoke technically, but uh, first, I guess, successful colony in the America's British colony. Um, So with the setting being Jamestown, the story really kind of starts with John Smith, uh, you know, before Pocahontas comes into play. And he's the first one writing about her. Yes. So, and of course, John Smith, as we'll, we'll talk about as well, is not necessarily the nicest guy in the world. And this is a guy that wrote about himself in third person and always was awesome during his stories. And most of what we know about Pocahontas, unfortunately, only comes from that one account written by this one person that happens to be kind of a narcissist and extremely self-centered 
and pretentious. So um, there may be a little skewed what we know to the fact that the only record of what transpired in those early days, I guess, of when Pocahontas enters American history is, you know, coming from a shady dude. Jamestown settlement. Let's start there, right? Um, the Voyagers set sail for Jamestown from England in 1606. Um, during this trip, there is one particular person on this um, boat. His name is John Smith. And actually, he is allegedly accused of mutiny and almost hanged when he's on this ship coming to America. Um, he manages, however, to stay alive and arrives with the group at Chesapeake Bay in April of 1607. And the settlement that they start uh, at Chesapeake Bay is named Jamestown. And essentially, it would, it would become the first permanent British North American colony, right? However, from the start, it's just epic failure. The people that came here, um, John Smith included, the idea was, you know, these are colonists that are not necessarily here to work. They're here, you know, they're, they literally thought they're going to find gold everywhere because, you know, gold just everywhere in Virginia. <laughs> and um, very much, these are wealthy members of the Virginia Company. And their colonies dwindling, like they're start literally starving. They, they, they don't know they, what they're to not do. ready. They're not ready by any means. So John Smith um, is kind of selected as the guy that's going to go out um, and try to find the locals to barter for some food. And what essentially happens is before John Smith, because John Smith eventually kind of takes over the colony and whips them into shape in not the nicest um, way. I mean, he's, he kinda... he's got a lot of stuff I read about him. He was not exactly, the other colonists didn't exactly like him. So again, don't mm -hmm. go with the whole. Um, don't go with Disney. Movie. Yeah, yeah. The Disney movie with, I think Mel Gibson was the voice. He was, he was a very brash individual, very strong minded, strong willed. And that didn't always go over. It had to be his way. If it wasn't his way, it wasn't going to be allowed. And he was looking at ways to further his own fortune, further his own lot in life. That's really why, you know, a lot of these colonists come over. They're looking for wealth. Like you said, Pete, they're looking for ways to better their lives. They're not, they're not there simply to live off the land and, you know, and, and work hard. They're, they're there to make lives easier for themselves somehow in some yep. way, shape or form. So that's what they're looking for. And they're just not prepared um, for a, remember they're coming to a climate they're coming to, which is similar, but very different, different plants, different animal life. They're coming to a different world when they, when they land in Jamestown, what becomes Jamestown. Yep. And also um, we should mention that they're not necessarily thinking of making a permanent settlement. This is no. like a, you know, get quick kind of a, a scheme, you know, let's get quick and let's leave this place. Um, and obviously that doesn't really pan out. And they very quickly, when, once they find the local native Americans, they're quickly trade a lot of their guns and other provisions for, for, for little trinkets, you know, and, and then they realized that, well, what are we going to do without food and guns to hunt any game at this point? So, um, John Smith kind of takes over this colony and, uh, institutes almost like a punishment system where if you don't work, you get punished. Um, and he kind of whips them into shape. Right. Everyone, you know, let's build, let's build homes. You're going to build cabins. You're going to do this. And people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm going to shoot you if you don't do that. And uh, that kind of deal. And on one particular expedition, uh, Smith, you know, and his band get captured um, and they're taken to uh, a chief, the chief Powhatan, who is technically overseeing like 30 different tribes. This is a, you know, a very, very important chief. A lot of power. And a, 
a lot of power. And while he John Smith is captured by Powhatan, um, he is apparently brought over, and they uh, kind of lay his head on this big stone, and they're about to bash his head in. Yeah, well, before this, yes, that's what's going to happen. Before this, he did meet Pocahontas. That's what he talks about. And she was 10, okay. he was 28. So that's that right there, even by standards during this time, is just a little, that's too young. And yeah. um, there was never any, it was never any hint at any romantic involvement. All that started with, with the Disney movie. But um, yeah, again, let's face that she was 10. She was literally. 10. Yeah. And, but they, they did start some sort of a friendship where she was teaching him part of her native language. And he was actually writing it down or trying or anglicizing it. And he mm-hmm. was teaching her some basic English so that they did have some sort of a friendship or relationship. That's why what happens when it happens, it, um, when she, they put his head, like you said, pee on a rock, they're going to smash it or whatever. And then supposedly she, how John, how um, Smith writes is that she throws her body over his and says, you yeah. know, whatever you're going to do to him, you have to go through me first. And then the father relents. But what I saw, I don't know if you saw this beat, that a lot of historians argue now that that what that was was not they weren't actually trying to kill John Smith. Now nope. what that was was actually a um, ritual to invite him into the tribe, yeah. and that Smith probably misinterpreted it. And Pocahontas jumping on him is not trying to save his life, but it's actually so it's she, like a sign of respect she, because it was the daughter, almost like a, almost like a yeah. sponsor. I am sponsoring this man's admittance into our tribe. Yeah, and that's probably what really happened. It, but uh, but you could also understand if you want to give Smith, uh, you know, the do that benefit of the doubt, the benefit know. of the doubt that yeah, it could be misinterpreted that these guys are putting my head in a rock, and other guys coming over with a big rock, and then the girl jumps on top of me and starts saying stuff in a language I don't understand. You might think she's trying to talk them out of killing me. Yeah, that, that, that was probably not the case. And when analyzed actually further, when you look at different historians. Um, they believe that if anything, if this actually did transpire, it probably was what you're saying. It really was this ritual because normally what would happen to whites that were captured by Native Americans, even at this time, and even by tribes that were um, controlled by Powhatan, um, they, they would get like mutilated. I mean, yeah, you know, so, yeah. getting hit with a rock over the head would have been like a really yeah. kind way of going. So I, they're I, like, yeah, absolutely. Like I was... Um, if you watch the Pocahontas movie, the Governor Radcliffe, I think he's in the movie. He's like the bad guy, kind of. Mm-hmm. In real life, he did die by the hands of the of the um, Native Americans, right? Native Americans, yeah. Him and fourteen other colonists. What happened was they were invited, and they kind of lied to him. So oh, we're going to give you corn. They were starving. They come in, and they are actually ambushed by them. Radcliffe himself was tied to a stake in front of a fire, and then the women removed all of his skin using muscle shells. Yeah, like you would take a shell of a muscle, scrape off off his skin, toss the piece into the flame. As he watched, they skinned his face last, and then they burnt him alive at the stake. So that's what would normally happen to him. Smashing. I was gonna say, rock. yeah. So so highly likely they weren't just gonna be like, let me knock you with a rock over your head. Like, no, it probably they, they, they had more inventive ways of, um, you know, having someone going to death. Imagine they showed that in a Disney movie, like the guy, yeah, getting, right? uh, guy getting chopped up with muscle shells uh, and burned alive. That'd make it interesting. Man. We put a little, sh- put some show tunes to it. So, uh, so John Smith's captured. He's in captivity. He makes friends with Pocahontas. Um, again, she's the daughter of the chief. She's about 10, 11 years old um, at this time, based on um, John Smith's own um, historical recollection. And then, um, ultimately, he is released. And this kind of sets up a, a kind of really friendly relations, right? I would say this sets up friendly relations. Well, for, for, for a short time. For a short period of time. It, yes. it, it's hot and cold. 
it, yeah, yes. from the relationships between the Indians and um, Jamestown uh, on and off, really until the king dies. Once, once um, the chief dies, Powhatan, yeah, Powhatan. Uh, once Powhatan dies, that that really um, marks the end of any positive relations between the two groups. Yep, Pocahontas is dead by that point too. Yep. Um, it actually starts to kind of go downhill a little bit um, when John Smith ultimately um, winds up coming back to England, right? He goes back to England, I want to say, I think it's in I think in 1608, right? He dispatches letters to England about kind of what's happening and um, the friendships they made and so on and so forth. He gets elected in September of 1608, the governor of the council um, itself. And there's a really bad winter that kind of starts, right? And he really, you know, Smith really demands like crazy work ethic from the settlers to kind of increase survival and kind of utilizes really harsh measures to keep them in line, right? Um, and while this is happening, the Native supply, Native American food supplies are kind of scarce as well because the winter is so bad. So they're kind of not going, which is straining these relations between the pot. You know, the colonists want the food. They're saying, if you don't give exactly. us the food, um, we're going to burn down your your village and stuff like that. And there was some trade going on. And they actually start doing that. Yeah. Well, but the main thing I saw that the um, Palawan wanted is they wanted swords. They wanted metals, the yeah. shovels, the pikes, but mostly they wanted swords. And in the beginning, Smith was trading some swords with them and the other colonists. But then as time, I'm like, we can't keep on giving them swords and weapons because that we're kind of going to get yeah. more even, even, even sides here. So we can have given them all our advanced technology, you know? Yeah. Um, and when they stopped doing that, that's when also my relations started to sour. You have that, then you have the winter when it's not as much food, and they're saying, "Well, give us food." Like, well, we're not just going to give it to you; we don't have it to give to you. Like, yeah, well, and, and that's just making things worse and worse. And then things really kind of hit the fan. Um, in 1609, uh, Virginia Company drafts a new charter for Jamestown, and Smith is kind of—they don't want him. They used to like, like you know, you're failing at this. Um, so he is recalled back to England, where he has to face allegations of misconduct. Right? Um, he relinquishes leadership in a settlement. And he goes back to England um, in 1609. And at that point, when Pocahontas actually visits uh, within a month or so after he, his departure, she is told that Smith has died. Yeah. Right. And they and technically Virginia or rather Jamestown doesn't see Pocahontas, they say, for like three to four years afterwards. She just doesn't come and visit anymore. Yeah, she vanished for about three years. And there, there's some talk that during that time she actually uh, was married. She got married. Yeah, yeah, she got married. Native American, yeah. And have some talk with that. That Also, that marriage was more basically political than anything else. Remember, she's still very young at this point. And yeah. She basically married another tri tribal leader that um, was pro-British, pro-English, yeah. and um, wanted her to help her. Basically said, you know, you're not going to go visit your father. I'm going to ransom you to your father. Your father has to release some of these English people that he captured in, um, I think, 1613 or right before that. Yeah. And basically the father is like, no, I'm not doing it. So he didn't see the father didn't see her. He only said yep. like half the ransom, not all of it. Not enough to get her released. Yeah. So she, she gets captured um, what, in what is known as the first Anglo-Powhatan War, right? So this is after John Smith leaves. Uh, Jamestown settlers and Indians kind of begin their – this is after 1609. So like 1609, 1610, that's kind of where the first year of the war starts. And this year kind of this work continues for, for a few years. Um, and ultimately what's happening at this time is Jamestown is literally falling apart. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the extent that after he leaves, um, <laughs> other people are like, you know, we're going to leave too. Like, so they hop on their ship 
And they, the Jamestown literally, they just want to abandon this whole, they think it's a disaster, this doesn't work. But the mother country didn't approve them leaving. And actually, their ship is blocked from escaping by another ship of a new governor, um, Lord De La War, um, that kind of blocks them in and says, no, you, got, you guys are staying. And what starts is becomes known as this like winter of starvation. This is like 1610. It was bad. Yeah. Um, it, was it was like to the point that, you know, over the years, we finally figured this out and archaeologists figured this out that these guys didn't just start eating their dogs and cats. They started eating one another. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Um, so you have cannibalism, and, and it kind of starts in one particular case that was reported on. A man uh, killed his pregnant wife and was literally in the process of like roasting her. Um, while he was captured and, you know, they, they killed him for it. But, you know, Jamestown was... Things were not Things were not No, good. they were literally eating one another. I mean, it was that bad. Um, and what's happening at this time while Jamestown's going through that, this is kind of an interesting tidbit, which is where our third main character comes into play. Um, John Rolfe, right? So John Smith leaves to England. Uh, Jamestown falls apart. Pocahontas not really seen yet. She's about to be captured, but she's not really seen yet. And John Rolfe sails uh, with another group of men to Jamestown. And ironically, and perhaps, you know, it's one of those fates in history, his ship actually crashes. And what's interesting here is when his ship crashes in Bermuda, um, it actually saves him and his crew. Because had they made it, in you know, in 1609 to Jamestown, highly likely he would not have survived due to the fact of the starvation time you know, and the, the freezing climate, cold. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, being in a warmer climate saved them. Oh yeah, they literally they hung out in Bermuda and they fished and they ate and they kind of just you know they're actually not only say they had fun, but they were able to take the cra- the crashed ship and from it they actually build two new ships, small ships, and they continued their voyage to Jamestown. And by the time they got to Jamestown. Um, the terrible winter was over, so they kind of missed all that. Um, you know, so that's how John Rolfe enters the story. He, you know, because he, I guess, in the unfortunate accident of his ship crashing in, in Bermuda, he actually survived to make it to Jamestown. And he, you know, plays a bigger part in Pocahontas too. That's the sequel. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so Pocahontas, as you said, Tom, right? Pocahontas is at this point um, captured. And during this time, yeah, she's under the she's under the care of a minister by the name of Alexander um, Whittaker, and this is when she's learning about Christianity, 
Um, she learns English culture. She's taught how to speak English. And um, she eventually actually is um, baptized and converts to Christianity mm-hmm. during this during this time. And um, she's no longer known as Pocahontas after that. She takes the um, she's given the name Rebecca. So that's her yep. Christian name. And that's what she's going to be called. She's no longer she has some titles, but um, she's not referred to as Pocahontas in any of like a lot of the literature, a lot of the writings. When when Rolf meets her, she's not Pocahontas. I said this is, you know, the woman, the girl who's Pocahontas, but she her she's Rebecca. That's that's and she's so young. I think at the time, I think she's like sixteen, isn't she? She's, or something she's 16, like that. Sixteen, seventeen at the oldest, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a teenager. Yeah. And that's where so so that's when John Rolf kind of comes into play. Yeah. And he meets her while she is I guess in the latter stages of her captivity, like you said, she's already been uh, baptized. She's kind of assimilated to the British uh, because her father kind of didn't want to trade for her. Um, and that's kind of where she meets John Rolfe and, and they fall in love. Um, John Rolfe actually needs to get permission, uh, you know, from the governor to, to get married to her. And the governor grants him permission. And therefore, the two of them do get married on April 5th, 1614. Um, and they get married at Jamestown. Yeah. And for two years, they actually live at Jamestown. And it, they it have brings pers- a lot of positive, it brings a lot of positive relations, I believe, right? Like that yes, kind it of, does. It's, it's almost that old school medieval type of thing. Like, let's have the two, you know, the, the two major, the sons or the daughters of these major people come together. They get yep. married. And now, okay, now we have a reason to be peaceful with each other, kind of like a medieval Europe type of sense. You still had this at this time. But they said from all accounts I saw, they, the two were actually in love. They did. Yep love each other this was it was political to a certain degree but it was also a very loving relationship also yep and mind you john smith is nowhere in the picture he's still in england you know they think, he's, and they think he's dead they think he's dead yep um, not, she, she does meet him again now we'll get to that but she I does yeah we'll get to that yep so one thing i don't know if you saw this i thought this was kind of interesting when the news of john rolf marrying this pocahontas or ex-pocahontas now rebecca she's still known as a princess i mean she technically is a princess right her um and it actually yes becomes and no. Mar- yes and no, right? Like apart from right? being a princess. Yeah, I guess. She I wasn't mean, her lying for anything. Her no, she would not she, know. She yep. was never lying, but she was the last of 26 kids. Yes. And her mother, they, they said that her father had so many wives, and most of the time what happened is the like the wives would birth him children and he would keep the children, and the wives would be like, All right, go away, go find another husband. And oftentimes they died and we actually don't even know what happened. Yeah, they to think the mother might have died in childbirth, but I yeah. mean, which was very common back then. Yeah. So no one for sure here. What was interesting is that some of the British in the British court thought that this marriage between John Rolfe and um, Pocahontas was controversial for the fact that he was a commoner and he had the you know audacity yeah. to marry yeah. a princess, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because kind of you would think it'd be the other way around, like how is he marrying this this foreigner this native this savage right but it's actually they're looking down on him well she's got royal blood and now they're looking down so they're looking down on him because he was just a tobacco planter yeah um so and he actually, probably introduced tobacco to jamestown it was he did i was going to go there yeah. he actually introduced wow. tobacco to jamestown and which technically became their gold i mean jamestown survived as a colony and thrived and and that's kind of how england got its foothold really in the americas is because yeah. of jamestown and it, that is because of john rolfe um, he was definitely the, the, the cooler John from the two Johns, except, you know, he's relegated to the sequel, but, um, yeah, he introduced tobacco to Jamestown and kind of made it profitable. And by the time when he came, um, when their two ships finally arrived, it kind of reinvigorated 
the colony and then more ships started coming from England and the women started coming this time around as opposed to just men, which was the, the first excursion. And um, things are going great for them, right? And then at that point, about two years in, again, they have their son, Thomas Rolf, uh, born in 1615. And the young couple decides they're going to sail for England. They're basically trying to go there to try to get more money for the, um, the Jamestown settlement from the Virginia company. That's their plan yep. anyway. They get more yep. money. So they're going to go to England. And um, when they go there, she's actually um, very popular. Super popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's known as uh, Lady Rebecca Wolf. Um, mm-hmm. She attends plays, balls, presented to royal family. Um, and that's where she actually meets um, Smith again. Yeah. They, they kind of, they're at a party and she yeah, runs into and Smith. She, and they she, said, like, she's like, oh my God, like there's John Smith. They said she called her, she called him father or some, a term very similar, that loosely trends into that. But she was also angry with him also for a lot of the treatment that she heard her people suffered from from him also and the fact yep. that he never came back so she was there was some of that anger again you watch a disney sequel it's a little bit different i think he yeah. he saves them from like he saves them from from the tower of london when he's in like a hood or something like that but it's yeah no. yeah not no. historically accurate yeah no historically accurate uh, more so was pocahontas runs into him at a party um when they're visiting like royalty and she's kind of like po'd at him she's like dude right so she takes him to the side and and supposedly she's not necessarily the nicest to him. You're right. She refers to him as a father. Like, you know, if, you know, I view you as my father, like my father viewed, you know, she goes into this whole thing of like respect between them. Um, but yeah, she's, she's not happy with him per se. And this is kind of where this gets interesting too, because John Rolfe technically wrote three accounts of what happened when he was in Jamestown and how he met Pocahontas. And all three of those accounts are slightly different. Um, and they're all written at different times. So the first initial unofficial account after his capture, um, he kept a diary. And in that diary, he does not mention Pocahontas, right? Or um, Matawaka, you know, at all. Nothing. Zero. Um, and again, this is directly after he was captured. He doesn't even mention that she was there. Then when Pocahontas and news of Pocahontas and John Rolfe that are sailing to England comes out um, in you know, 16, 16 or so the, um, you know, that's when he starts to write his second thing, you know, second, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's adding things he's, to it. Yeah. He's, and he's, that's making, he's making her a heroine. Is that exactly what people are saying. He's making her not diminishing what she did, but he's making this account. That's more fantastic. Oh, she came and saved me this young girl. They were going to smash her. Yeah, with yeah, a stone. Exactly. And it was, it made more interesting of, of a story basically. Yep. And then that's what happens a lot. And then this story becomes historic fact. People don't really do their research or they like how it sounds and it becomes like the narrative, you know, the story becomes the fact for a long time. And you get the Disney movie, which actually was supposed, which came out supposedly 400 years after Pocahontas was born on that actual date, the Disney movie, the first one in 1995. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was why they staged it. So. I feel like she doesn't get enough play as a princess. All these other princesses get like, you know, T-shirts and... Well, we'll get to like, that. But she actually, from what I said, she was, she's considered the first... Um, non-white, right? Non-white, yeah, minority Disney princess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? Well, I thought it was Aladdin. No, wasn't Jasmine, it Jasmine? Yeah, but Maybe. I think Pocahontas, I think, is before that. Well, yeah, and even that, Aladdin, she's also the main person of the story, wherein Aladdin 
That is true. Aladdin is the main person, not Jasmine. Yeah. Come on. So Aladdin was 1992, uh, but you're right. Aladdin is not the main. Um, Aladdin is the main character, not Jasmine. That makes sense, right? Yes, that's what I All just right. said. <laughs> See, you said it right. All right, so that made sense. So anyway, so they're in England. Um, things are going well, and then you know they're preparing uh, to return back to Virginia. Right? It's March of 1617. Um, they hop on a boat. And they are going back to Virginia. And then things kind of don't work out the way they want to. No, right? well, basically in March of uh, 1617, they set sail for Virginia. But they didn't really make much progress because she got very sick. And um, yeah. they actually go to a shore in um, Graveston, England. And they don't really know what disease it was. Some say that it was tuberculosis, dysentery, smallpox, pneumonia. Um, there's even a rumor that she was poisoned. Um, but she dies. She gets really sick and she dies. And supposedly on her deathbed, she says, almost die, but it, but tis an, enough that my child liveth, that you know, my child Thomas lives on. So she passes away and she's buried right there on March 21st, 1617 at St. George Church in Gaveston. Um, she's there. And um, Rolf actually still goes back to Virginia. He doesn't want to. I heard convincing reports. They kind of convince him that, no, you have to go back. You still have to go to Virginia anyway. And the son actually remains with relatives. Yeah, he stays with his brother, and he's raised by Henry Rolf. Yeah, because it takes it's years before. Um, um, well, the reason why is they said his son was also very sick at the time. and there is, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't survive the trip. To, exactly. To he might not survive the trip. So, you know what? It's going to stay in England. And he stays in England. And eventually... Um, he does come back to Virginia and gets married and has kids and the kids have kids and the kids have kids. And there is direct descendants of Pocahontas that are alive. Yes. Um, we'll get to some of those later, yeah. John Rolfe does actually remarry eventually. Um, he marries one Jane Pierce. She's a daughter of an English colonist, um, Captain William Pierce. And they have a daughter, Elizabeth. And um, actually fairly quickly, I think he gets remarried like two, three years this is his um, second I, wife to die because his first wife actually died also. Yep. Yeah. So Pocahontas was actually his second wife. This guy got around, huh? Um, Thomas Rolfe, uh, the son, does grow up in England, but he returns to Virginia as an adult. Um, and he, like his father, is a tobacco planter. Yeah, he basically goes back and uh, he becomes a pretty famous, to- well, not famous, but he's an influential tobacco, Thomas Rolfe, um, tobacco farmer also. He has a lot of... Um, land family land that he gets in virginia so he, yeah. he's actually pretty well off um we should also but, mention that what, what happens to um you know john rolfe i mean he's he's killed by native americans eventually yeah yeah there's an indian massacre of 1622 um in which he dies so it's kind of interesting i think that's kind of an irony in all this did you, did you read about the fact that they actually don't know exactly where her um where yeah, she's buried, like you know, where she's buried, but then the church burned down in like 1700s, and yeah, there's, there's a marker, but they don't. It's probably not where it actually was, or it, anything like that, right? Yeah, like they know it's there, probably under the new church, but like they don't know exactly because the fact that the church burned and they rebuilt it on top of it. So Pocahontas dies. John Rolfe dies from Native American attack. Um, I would say five years after Pocahontas, their son lives comes back to Virginia, takes over the land that belonged to Powhatan at one point and eventually is um, given to John Rolfe and then willed over to Thomas Rolfe, um, where he is a very wealthy planter in Virginia in mid to late 1600s. And he actually does try to connect with his 
um, Native, yeah, American, Native American, American yeah. um, like relatives too. He goes back and forth basically. And then um, what do we have? Uh, John Smith. I mean, I know John Smith continuously writes and rewrites. He's trying unsuccessfully to return to America and he never really makes it. Um, so he spends a lot of time writing. I mean, he publishes more books and just keeps on detailing his uh, time abroad, right? In the, in the new world. Remember, most people in England, you know, they only, they're still only hearing about the new world. They're, they're not, they don't have any plans of going. They're not actually going to go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So John, um, John Smith also dies in, in 1631. So by 1631, all three other characters are dead. Pocahontas in uh, 1617. The, the chief dies a year later. Yep. So, all right. So this is the official story of Pocahontas, right? Um, what are some of the interesting tidbits that, um, you know, fun facts? Well, yeah, well, basically a lot of the story doesn't, um, is challenged and whether or not a lot of this stuff even happened, whether, um, what took place, but some of the interesting facts that I was able to find, um, one is just some of the people that are related to her today. Like she does yeah. have a number of relatives today, but a lot of these relatives are actually have served it like um, the former first lady of the United States, Edith Wilson, was a descendant of Pocahontas. Yeah, um, the senator that. from the senator um, Janine Shaheen was it is a descendant of Pocahontas. So you have a lot of these individuals that are actually um, from I believe she's from New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire. She's a United States senator from New Hampshire, um, and she's actually a descendant of Pocahontas. So there you go. Yeah, yes, he's still around today. Even though some other senators are called Pocahontas, here's one that actually is a descendant of Pocahontas. And then um, the other thing that I kind of, and we said this, we alluded to this at the beginning, is the, the sheer fact that this great romance never happened between her and John Smith. And like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that romance was never really taught. That romance was created in 95 by, by Disney. Yep. And, you know, we need, to, we need to stress the fact that she was a 10-year-old girl at the events of you know at uh, the meeting of um of john smith did you know that pocahontas uh, mother's name was also uh, allegedly pocahontas that was also her nickname well that could explain why she uh she had it All right right um that's it. yeah that's pretty much i like again it's a, it's one of those stories where a lot of it comes from like narrative history people adding stuff to it changing it to fit their stories to maybe fit something that they want to actually move forward with yeah you know, this was our our nice little episode on Pocahontas, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. And please do not forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. So I hope everyone has an awesome week, and we will hear from you guys again next week. Sounds good. Enjoy. Take it easy, guys. Enjoy. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of the new Medal of Honor podcast from Evergreen Podcasts, brought to you in partnership with the National Medal of Honor Museum. In each three-minute episode, we'll learn about a different service member who distinguished him or herself through an act of valor. We'll include stories from the Civil War to Iraq and Afghanistan, and from all branches of the military. We'll talk about service members who were overlooked for the medal at first due to their race or religion, 
and about those who were celebrated at the time. We'll hear stories of soldiers like Audie Murphy, future Hollywood star who mounted a burning tank to hold off German infantry in World War II. And people like Dr. Mary Edwards Walker, a Civil War Army doctor and the only woman to receive the Medal of Honor so far. Learn about these heroes and more wherever you get your podcasts.